Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, Commanders fans? Welcome into another episode of Believe in Commanders. I'm Brian Murphy, and as always, joined by the original 1-3, AAA, our guy, Anthony Armstrong. Anthony, how are you doing on this, this loss of a Monday, but I still feel a little more upbeat than usual, but how are you feeling today on this Monday after a Commanders game? Yeah, I'm good. I have a good cup of coffee here. Nice, warm cup of coffee, a little salted caramel added in that Ooh. thing. Oh, yeah, it, it is nice. It's keeping you nice and warm, even though fall is technically here, but it's still going to be 93 in uh, McKinney, Texas. <laughs> so it's really not much of a break at all, but I'm feeling good. You know, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not feeling as bad as you would think after a loss. Right. Um, you know, you take things in perspective and you just kind of sit back and go over your keys and, and see, you know, what they accomplished. And then I did that and it makes me feel even better. Um, and I, I don't want to say sad, I feel better after a right. loss. But, you know, when you look at it, you're like, okay, it's not as bad as you think. Well, it answers this question for me. I, all week, I was saying after the Bills loss, I was like, "Give me a, give me a blowout um, loss any day of the week over a close loss." And after yesterday, I'm not. I don't feel that way. I love seeing my team compete. I love the chance at victory. And you know, a tough loss like that, I think there's a lot to be learned from that. So I'll take that over a blowout any time of the week. Uh, curious your thoughts on that and other things. You know, the the moral victory has been thrown around. So I want to dive into all that. But I think I, I agree with you. I don't feel great a loss is still a loss you're still at 500 you had a chance to go three and one so that's tough but I feel a little bit better than I typically do after a loss but I feel even better knowing that our commanders are moving on they're a five and a half point favorite coming up this Thursday and uh, you can bet that and more at bet online so tell them about bet online triple a Bet online is the place to go for all of your sports betting needs folks if you're a first timer use our code believe b-l-e-a-v for a 50% welcome bonus. If you're watching on the, our YouTube channel, we appreciate you being here. It's a brand new thing. You can check us out. So you see that streaming across the bottom. Uh, but Bet Online has all your sports betting needs. You got football, baseball, basketball season is getting kicked off. Hockey was on there. XFL was there as well. They've got a sports book side, some casino games, and there's a lot of free contests. So if you get on there at the right time, they'll have something that you can just enter for free. And get a chance to win some money. So why not go over there and have some fun? Matter of fact, this past weekend, I played a, a three-leg parlay. And I came up a little short. And it wasn't because of our commanders. I had them covering that eight-and-a-half-point spread as they did lose by three. Uh, the Rams did their thing for me. But what got me was the daggone over. Uh, I had the under on the Miami and the Buffalo game. Should have taken the over. Oh, well, but next week you guys can do those things over there at Bet Online. Use our code BELIEVE, B L E A V, for that 50% welcome bonus. Bet Online is where the game starts. And how about yesterday? The game started off really well. The commanders went down the field, scored a touchdown on their opening drive, took half of the first quarter off the clock just like that it was under eight minutes before the philly uh the eagles touched the football and that kind of that kind of lends itself to the keys that we were talking about coming into this game and and where it started it, it was looking pretty good for the commanders a good mix of pass and run and with a nice little jet sweep to curtis samuel who has really been a nice little swiss army knife for this team so far but uh let, let's jump into it what were your overarching thoughts what you know where do you want to start with this one 
Well, we can jump right in with the keys. That's that's what we had last time. So if you need a quick reminder, quick refresher without going back to listening to the episode, but you're more than welcome to the three things I said that the commanders needed to do to get this win was number one, win time of possession. Number two, make Philly one dimensional. And number three, they had to develop a counter punch. You know, they're going to get attacked. So they got to find a way to make some big plays off of that. And we'll start at the top. And just like Brian said, they must win the time of possession. And I I said, check, check the box on that one. Overall, 35 minutes time of possession. You got to keep the ball out of those guys' hands. Can't let Jalen Hurts uh, get to control the ball all game. And yes, they did have some, you know, success through the air. And frankly, I would much rather take my chances with them dropping a dime in between three defenders and Devontae Smith going up over the top to catch it than them just run the ball down your throats for four quarters of football. So, Take your chances, but they did win that time of possession. Yeah, that was so huge, and it was kind of setting itself up like it was last uh, last year. I thought they did a nice job of mixing it up, uh, did some short passes also, also, which is an extension of the running game. Uh, it felt really good, and I think not just the Eagles, the Eagles aside, I think that should be their formula moving forward. They should just eat up the clock. They should let Brian Robinson uh, plot ahead. We know he's good for three yards and and that that might be all you need and sometimes that is all you need so yeah I really enjoyed that I like that they kind of asserted themselves first that's the thing we've been talking about since you and I have been doing this this team sometimes gets hit first uh, and I feel like yesterday they came out and, and put a, a good drive together and kind of got the Eagles on their toes a little bit obviously it didn't work out the way you wanted in the end but I, they're definitely good signs especially from the offense that only put up three points last week yeah. in garbage time to come out here and, and put up 31 against a really good defense and, and a team that it's it, uh, in the Eagles that likes to hold on to the football as well. Uh, I, I really enjoyed seeing that from the offense. It was a much needed bounce back. Yes, exactly. 100%. And we can move on to point number two. Point number two is make Philly one dimensional. And this one, I gave them a check. I said that they did do it. Uh, I had to go look at the stats to see because we, we talked about the success of DeAndre Swift coming in. I mean, the guy ran for like 300 yards over the past two games. He's had a tremendous amount of success. They held DeAndre Swift to 56 yards. Jalen Hurts had 34. We saw a couple of those long scrambles, and, and Kenneth Gainwell had 14. So overall, they held them to 20, let's call it 23 28, something like 20, less than 30 carries. They threw the ball 37 times. So you did essentially made Philly one-dimensional. The only issue is that A.J. Brown uh, made his salary worth it. The guy made some plays, uh, catch and run, and, and, it, and it really hurt. But, you know, mm. I, I, would feel, I feel like I would much rather be in that position then have them running the ball for 150 yards, 200 yards, and just letting them work the clock down. Yeah, absolutely. I'm curious the numbers. I don't have it in front of me, but I can't imagine that Jalen Hurts' record is very good when he has to throw 35-plus times. And as you mentioned, you know they only run – or their starting running back only runs for 56 yards. That typically – I would think would would not work well for the Eagles. So yeah, it was good to see the Commanders kind of take it to them in that regard. Um, still, like you said, AJ Brown was probably the difference maker. Uh, saw that he didn't have any touchdowns coming into yesterday, so I knew he was due for a big game. So uh, a tough learning lesson for Emmanuel Forbes uh, in that one. But uh, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll take that any day of the week. I want to ask your opinion. Do you think that? 
Um, there should have been some sort of switching to maybe put a St. Juice or a you know Kendall Fuller on 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 AJ Brown when he started to get hot late. I mean, the, the the quick answer is yes. Obviously, it's it's like in basketball. You know, you take him and I can't guard him. Or like in remember the Titans where uh, Ryan Gosling has to check out for Donald Faison, right? Uh, you know, I can't guard him. You go guard him. But if that if that messes with your overall scheme then no, I don't want to, I don't want to put anything else in jeopardy. I don't want to make two positions weaker. You know what I mean? Cause then that puts Emmanuel Forbes or somebody else in, into a spot that they're not used to as well. So yeah. I think Emmanuel Forbes did have some success. It's just obvious, you know, when he doesn't have that success, when a guy goes for almost 200 yards and two touchdowns, you're going to notice that. Yeah. And, and really the first thing that came to my mind was last week we, we said, hopefully this is Sam Howell's worst game, you know, four turnovers, uh, can't find a way into the end zone. Hopefully that's his worst game. And I'm I'm thinking the same thing for Emmanuel Forbes. Hopefully this is his worst game. You flush yeah. it down the toilet, you 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 move on and you go shut down DJ Moore on Thursday. I think that's the best way to go about it. But um the quick answer, yes, but but I, I don't know that it, it's just that simple. Yeah, I, I don't think it's that simple either. And frankly, he did play well all game. I mean, Jalen Hurts had to drop some dimes. Oh, absolutely. Uh, to, to, yeah. He, some things happen in that double move at the end of the game. You know, that's one of those things situationally you weren't really expecting a double move, but, uh, and they had ran so many stop routes right in front of him. It was getting to the point that they were going to set him up for something. So, uh, you don't even really, I don't even got to count that last one. I think the guy played a good game. I think they had a pretty good scheme set up. I mean, AJ Brown gets paid a lot of money for a reason. Okay, and and Emmanuel Forbes is a rookie for a reason. Now, if we go and watch the tape, you know, let's I'm gonna assume you had a BSJ or Cam Curl were handling Dallas Goddard. Um, he held they held that guy to two catches, 25 yards. Devontae Smith had seven for seven, 78. He had that one long catch where he jumped up over everybody. And if you remove a couple of those plays, and obviously AJ had his day. You know, you think they had a pretty good recipe put out there. So um, it, it would be one of those things that maybe you look at the next game. How do you want to make some adjustments? You don't want to show everything in that first matchup because you know you're going to play them again. Uh, but overall, I think they played pretty well. Um, third point that we had and I had, it was to, to develop a counterpunch. And I said that didn't happen. I gave mm-hmm. it a no. Uh, and it was more so it was the you're missing that big play. Uh, anytime you have an aggressive team that's going to blitz, they're going to send a lot of pressure. Um, they're going to pass rush with their ears pinned back. You got to have some sort of counter punch that's going to get them out of that mess. And, you know, you gave up five sacks and this young fella, Nicholas Morrow had a hell of a day coming up off a of practice squad, getting three sacks in his first appearance. You didn't have that counter punch. I was looking for, right. you know, a quick screen out, uh, what, what play? It was it, at the end of the game, man. I would have loved to seen a quick, quick screen out to a receiver when they blitzed everybody on that third down to get to run up in there rather than having to wait on a fourth down where they could play in coverage. Uh, just, just missed that play a little bit. I mean, Terry played a great game, um, and and that catch by De- uh, the catch by Jahan and the throw by Sam on that touchdown at the end that was beautiful. But they were missing that big play a big strike down field to really, uh, you know, be a counterpunch. 
Yeah, and and on on the flip side, you kn- you knew what the the Eagles wanted to do, establish the run. Um, you, like you said, you kind of kept the run game in check. Uh, when they kind of started to throw the ball around on you, it felt like they didn't develop a counterpunch on defense either. You would have loved to have seen a big, um, you know, strip sack, which they almost had uh, there at one point. Uh, a turnover would have been huge. It would have been a game changer. It would have been the only turnover of the game. Um, yeah. And it felt like you were just waiting for that to happen, and it never did. So, yeah, both sides of the ball just kind of got hit uh, a couple a couple of ways and just couldn't, like you said, develop that, that counter strike to get back Adam and uh you know it's hard this is this is one of the best the Eagles are one of the best teams in the league but it's hard when you see your defense um not be a factor again for the the second straight week and and they weren't completely terrible and I think some guys had some big moments I love seeing Chase get a sack and win a couple of times against a really good offensive line but uh, this defense, man, is where all the talent is is at on this team. This defensive line is supposed to be a game changer, and it's just being it's been lackluster. And we knew that we were hoping that Emmanuel Forbes, and I think he'll get there. Um, was they're going to create a couple turnovers, make something happen, but um, it just hasn't happened yet, and and that's frustrating to see. You know, I, I'm I'm not as down on it um, as as you may be, just because like I understand the fact that they get the ball out of their hands quickly. They don't allow pass rush to really get involved. And, and they being the Eagles, just the play calling wise, um, it's not every play that you're just going to see, you know, like in Tech Mobile where you, you pick the same play as the offense and they just totally demolish the offensive line. That doesn't happen in this league that often. You know I mean? There's a few guys that can do it at will, uh, but it doesn't happen that often. You can scheme around a good pass rush, right? If you have a quarterback that can get the ball out quickly, RPOs. I mean, you you saw how many times the pass rush had to kind of just converge on Jalen Hurts rather than try to overtly beat the man in front of them because he will gas you. And if they were to try to win individually, there's going to create some windows. I mean, you saw it last night with Patrick Mahomes. He steps up, he steps around, runs for 20 yards. That's not what we wanted. I'm not, I'm not mad at the, the performance. They got three sacks on a very elusive quarterback. Um, 34 points is, is, is a lot of points. Uh, frankly, I think that, you know, that's not going to be their norm. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, last couple of weeks, frankly, the week prior, they did a pretty good job against Buffalo. Buffalo just put up 48 on Miami. So, sure. you know, and, and I think some of them may have been defensively, but, you, you, you gave up 34, but I don't think you were really set up in a way to – they tried to blitz more. Jack Rio tried to blitz more um, rather than try to unleash those guys and just pin their ears back and, and have free reign one-on-ones because that creates those lanes for Jalen Hurts to get up and get through. So I understand the game plan. Uh, they were just really, really that one turnover away from from flipping that game. Yeah. The, the one thing that's a little bit frustrating is – it kind of like Ron Rivera's teams in the past. I saw a stat that Jack Del Rio's team struggle in the first four weeks and, and they tend to, to, to play a little bit better down the stretch, which is absolutely what you need. You want to be playing your best football in the middle of the season towards the end of the season, but I, I wouldn't mind a, a good game in September and October as well. You know, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. So that's just been frustrating. Maybe they put it together. Maybe they shut down Justin Fields on Thursday. Uh, but yeah, that just that lack of being able to make the, the big play has just been missing from this defense. And I'm sure it'll come. Um, it's just, you know, 
when when you you have a highly touted defense like they have when you throw in Emmanuel Forbes as another first overall pick five, half your defense is first first round picks yeah it, it's tough to to not get that turnover sometimes yeah. and I, I'm with you it's not it's not all you know the sky is not falling the defense still makes plays but I just I would love to see more of those those opportune turnover moments yeah I mean if you want to go from you know really good to elite that's when you start taking Absolutely. the ball away from people strip sacks at will and they just know uh, that you that you're going to get the ball from them at some point and and the ball bounce is funny I mean uh, I think it was St. Juice popped it out of Gainwell's hand and Lane Johnson just because he's incredible at everything he does was right there to pounce <laughs> on it you know if it if it bounces uh, you know awkwardly one other way you know the commanders might have had that big turnover so oh it, I saw that it, that's just, I was yeah screaming. that's just football that's just football sometimes but yeah I think it's coming and I, I hope that this Thursday they can build off of this and go make those game-changing plays like we know they're capable of Oh, 100%. Now, now, there's one thing that I think that this team is missing right now. Just after the first quarter, the first four games, they need another running back, another body mm-hmm. running back. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I want B-Rob to get a lot of carries, but that he needs another body that's going to be able to push 10 carries. I mean, Sam yeah. and AG, you know, being your second – second and third, you know, leading rushers by attempts, that ain't going to be enough. Six carries a pop. I need somebody else that's a pretty big body that's going to be able to tote the note for about 10 to 12 carries. You mentioned you mentioned Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. I think they're the perfect example of that. And, you know, that's where EB came from. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco ran all over the place. Well, you know, the reason he was able to still do that in the fourth quarter was because Jarek McKinnon and Clyde Edwards-Alaire gave him some spells there in the middle of the game. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Antonio Gibson, for whatever reason, is just not working. I don't know if he, he's not, you know, He's just not in that that mode right now. Maybe that'll come, but you're absolutely right. They need a they need a guy that can spell B Rob and then let B, Brian Robinson be your your closer at the end of the game, which we know he's capable of. We know this team is capable of an eight minute drive to close out a game, and I think that that will come. But you're absolutely right. They they need one more guy out there that can take the load off of him because uh, you know Brian Robinson wants to run everybody over. Uh, you know, you can do that for sure, but that's going to wear out by the middle of the third quarter. And then when you need another guy, yeah, it's it's missing there. I absolutely agree with that. And then that can set up the play action pass. That'll set up, you know, your ability to get some more shots down the field. Because I mean, I think this team has a lot, a lot more that they can unlock. Uh, a lot more they can unlock for sure. But let's do this. this is something brand new. Uh, spend a quick little second on this as we end this episode. Is I want to give out a game ball. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that it's something that generally people would reserve for, uh, you know, a winning performance and ensure those things happen. But, hey, you got to give a hat tip where it's due. Uh, want to give out a couple game balls. I'll give out a game ball. Let Brian give out a game ball as well. Um, so, yeah, it's a new gig. We're going to give out some game balls. Brian, do you want to go first or would you like – me to go first Uh, i'm gonna take the low-hanging fruit and i'm gonna go with sam Howell. i think the fact that he comes off an awful performance last week against buffalo you could see it easily snowballing into two awful weeks in a row but the fact that he comes out there uh he throws for a touchdown he commands that offense he drives them down the field and ties it with no time left um that was impressive almost 300 yards and a touchdown uh he ran the ball really well when he had to do it and um he was effective with his legs 
Uh, it, just a great performance, and I hope it's something that he can build off of. We saw him have a great performance against the Broncos and followed up with a dud. Now let's put together two straight good performances, and then we'll be we'll be cooking with some oil. So Sam Howell definitely gets a game ball for me, and I think that he really showed some poise in a tough environment and a tough game script. I like that, Sam Howell. He did play, play well. He bounced back for sure. Um, I'm going to stay on that same side, and frankly, the guy that – Tells him what to call and run. I'm giving it to Eric Bieniemy. I like uh, it. You, you, even though there were five sacks on the day, and a lot of those I think was just you got a lot of pressure. Some of that probably goes to Sam, and that's some simple coaching to say, "Hey, man, let's find a way to get out of this a little bit quicker." But I like the way that this offense responded after that dud against Buffalo. I like the way that they came out, controlled the clock, and that first drive really set the tone. Uh, I saw the statistic that they were, I want to say, 31st in the league in their uh, the initial uh, points to start the first quarter. They were like minus 22 or something like that in starting the game. So those slow starts have really hurt this team, and you saw what happened when they were able to get points on the board early. They were able to hang with the very, very talented Philadelphia Eagles team. So got to give a game ball to Eric Bieniemy. Uh, hey, great job. You Sometimes you come up short, but, you know, you guys were fighting, scratching, and clawing. Before you get into that, we're kind of talking about how this offense really played well. Still a loss. Real quick, before we continue the game balls or finish up, is there such thing as a moral victory? I want to hear from a former player um, and your thoughts on that. Because I think if there ever was one, this would be it. But I'm curious if that's even a thing. Are moral victories a thing? Man, they they kind of are, but we also know that they don't count on the board. Okay, they don't right. count for okay. your record, but there is there is something to say when you go and you look at the tape and you say, hey, guys, we were just one or two plays away from winning this game. And then in the locker room where I'm sure that the, the players were just heartbroken and just so upset because they knew they had Philly and they were playing with these guys all game long. Coach Rivera and and, and Bienemy and Del Rio, they'll cut on the tape and say, guys, we're this far away making these plays we're this far away from from beating this team and that that right there is the moral victory that's the part right there that helps you come out that next week and say okay cool let's build on this rather than saying we just got our butt beat and we're no good you don't go into the dump so is it a moral victory i think it does it matters because you can look at it and be real with yourself and understand you're not it wasn't as bad as you think you got some uh, room to grow and I think it's what you always say is that it's not always as good as it, it seemed. It's not always as bad as it seemed. So maybe moral victory is not even the right word. I just think that there were so many positives from this game. Yes, you didn't come out on top on the scoreboard, but there are things you can build off of. And I hope with a young team, especially with a young quarterback, um, an offense that's still gelling, I hope that they can now take that step. It's what we've talked about all season long so far. Can you ride some momentum now? Can you build off of this? Can you go reel off three in a row now and and really learn from your mistakes? Kind of like Sam Howell has. That's what I want to see, and that's what I'm hoping for. So maybe moral victory is not the right word, but maybe a, a stepping stone was created yesterday, even in a loss. Oh, yeah. And now moral victory, I use that in, in the fact that way back when we beat, you know, Green Bay in 2010 and they went on to win the Super Bowl. The moral victory is like, oh, yeah, we were trash yeah. that year, but we beat the Super Bowl champions. Right. That's a moral victory. OK, right. that's a sign then, after the fact. And then the following year, you sweep the Giants who then go beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. So essentially the Redskins were two time Super Bowl champs in the uh, in the 2010s. The Super Bowl goes through D.C. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I don't I don't know if I want that to go viral or not, but it's absolutely true. So there's some sort of what what the 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 new trend has been girl math and boy math and that's that's uh NFL math right there. My gosh, yeah. Anyway, we lost lost to Washington. No, forget that. Washington, get things straight, man. Look, hey, appreciate the good folks over there at Bet Online. Love, appreciate them being a sponsor. Use the code Believe B L E A V. Get your fifty percent welcome bonus. Uh, listen to us over there on all your streaming platforms. Tune in radio, watch Stadium. We've got us over there, uh, man. We got what else? Uh, there's a lot of streaming platforms as well, video streaming platforms, and you can also catch us on social YouTube. media. YouTube is the new spot as well. Check us out on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and the new YouTube page so you can see what this thing is about as well. Uh, so, yes, for Brian Murphy, Ms. Anthony Armstrong, look, we're going to be all good. Commanders fans, you'll be okay. Two and two after these games. If you started the season and you looked at the schedule, you probably said two and two is probably where they're going to be. I'm not mad at the fight that they put up against Philadelphia, but we'll catch you guys on the next episode. It's a short week going to play against Chicago on Thursday. We'll see you guys on the next one. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.